Welcome to another episode of the AbilityNet podcast. Disability, technology, inclusion. I'm your host, Robin Christofferson, Head of Digital Inclusion at AbilityNet, a pioneering UK charity with a mission to make a digital world accessible to all. You can download a transcript of this episode from www.abilitynet.org.uk slash podcast. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage and let's get started. Great. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the AbilityNet podcast. In this series, we are interviewing, visiting with uh, winners of the recent T4G Awards 2023. And I'm really pleased to be interviewing Cliff from Vigilant. That's Vigilant with an E um, as opposed to an A. And Cliff is very kindly coming in from way across on the West Coast of America. How are you doing, Cliff? Fine, thanks. Thanks for having me, Robin. Brilliant. So, yeah, if there's a tiny bit of a delay, guys, apologies in advance. Um, so before I ask you to introduce yourself, Cliff, and a little bit about Vigilant, um, we always start with a very cheesy question, which is what hot or cold beverage are you um, using to help you get through this ordeal? I've just got some uh-huh. iced water here. I think my ice cubes have melted because it's a... Yeah, uniced flat water for me. Nice. Nice one. Yeah. We're having a heat wave here in the UK, like 30 plus degrees, um, breaking oh, all yeah. records for... Oh, that's hot for there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's probably nothing. It's probably... Business as usual for you guys over there. Um, well, fantastic. Right where I am, it's not so hot, but uh, yeah, other places definitely. Yeah, I mean, you've had your fair share of excitement recently, yeah. weather-wise. So yeah, let's let's keep things um, nice and simple for a while. Um, brilliant. So uh, vigilant winner winners of the sustainability category of the Tech for Good Awards. Um, so right. do you want to just briefly introduce yourself, who Vigilant sure. are, and a little bit about what you do? Okay. Um, so I'm the president and CTO and one of the co-founders of Vigilant. Um, uh, Vigilant's been uh, in business, uh, incorporated since 2008. And um, we focus on primarily on uh, optimizing the heating, ventilating, air conditioning of uh, mission-critical buildings, though we do have a solution as well for, um, you know, office-type buildings, uh, and we optimize the HVAC for those types of buildings. Uh, we do that with um, smart software uh, that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to solve a really pretty complicated optimization problem. Uh in, in these mission critical, very important buildings. Um, the outcome of that is uh, a lot of energy savings, a lot of carbon reduction, but a whole bunch of other benefits like, uh, you know, making the staff more effective, uh, uh, extending the life of expensive capital equipment and, uh, you know, reducing maintenance costs and things like that. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I guess, a short intro to me and to Vigilant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So how did it feel to win the award personally? And, you know, what do you think the impact will be 
on your organization going forward? Well, you know, a, a big part of our value proposition uh, is energy efficiency and sustainability. And it's, a, you know, it's an important thing to, I think, most of the people who work at Vigilant. It's part of our culture. And so, so being recognized uh, for the very thing that is so important to so many Vigilant employees, I think, is, you know, really powerful and, and uh, rewarding for us. Yeah. Great. I mean, ESG is obviously red hot, excuse the pun at yeah. the moment. Um, there's nothing hotter. And obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, we can't carry on um, being quite so blasé about the environment, etc. use of, of natural resources and um, wanton use of energy. Um, offices right. are getting more efficient um, over here. I'm not sure if it's a, a global thing, but we have this Bream compliance uh, regime mm -hmm. where you know offices can be more energy efficient and the providers can choose greener resources or, or kind of sources or suppliers of, of energy um, right so yeah what's the sort of sustainability angle when it comes to the use of AI and trying to make these buildings more efficient I mean a AI is everywhere obviously and I'm just really interested to dig into uh, how AI is being used in this exact application. You don't have to go too deep, right. just kind of give us the basics. Yeah. Well, so, you know, AI means a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, there's lots of sort of subcategories of AI. Um, but for, um, you know, commercial and industrial systems, uh, AI and machine learning um, helps to optimize their performance uh, to do you know, a lot of people think of AI as sort of um, making making machines that have human-like abilities, uh, but really for, uh, you know, commercial and industrial machinery and systems, what AI and machine learning does is help those systems operate in a way that people can't operate them better than people can operate them. So, like, just to give you an example, I was meeting with the a customer not too long ago, and uh, this this person is responsible for operating, you know, managing the operations of three really large, important data centers for his organization. And in one, just one of those, he's got a 15-person team of engineers that keep the place humming. And what he said to me is that his vigilant system can do for him things that his 15-person engineering team can't do. So that's, you know, that's one aspect of what AI can do for, you know, and, and these data centers are really energy hungry. So when mm -hmm. you can reduce the consumption by 10, 15, 20% overall, uh, it's a really, really big number. It makes a big difference in their bottom line. It helps them, you know, run more reliably. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, and then there's the, the, the latest AI that's, you know, sort of all the rage right now, which is generative AI, and in particular, mm -hmm. the um, large language models, you know, where you can now chat with AI. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I think this is going to make a big difference to commercial and industrial automation as well, because all of these systems that operate, you know, these big, complicated, you know, whether it's HVAC or some industrial process, a manufacturing process, whatever, they all have these software systems that are basically big, complicated web apps, uh, and they're all different. And so it's hard to it's hard to use them uh, really to their full effectiveness because they're all different and they're all complicated. And, um, you know, there's not a 
you know, there, there's like somewhat of a resistance to adopt them uh, because um, learning to use one of them, like learning to use a vigilant system, isn't the same kind of transferable skill as, say, learning to program in Python, mm-hmm. right? So I think what uh, what we're going to see with the generative AI and large language models where the AI can now sort of, in a way, converse with you, is it's going to make those systems much easier to use and much more effective because you can then, you know, get the most out of out of them uh, using features that are, you know, hidden somewhere in the UI or something like that, because you can just ask them, how do I get to this thing or how do I do this? And it can just tell you. Absolutely. And the prompt, the, whether it's voiced or, you know, verbalized or, or written, is the new UI, isn't it, with, with ChatGPT and other um, large language models. Yeah. So it's kind of we're going That's 180 right. back to the command line <laughs> from after that. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. the GUI and we're going back. Yeah, to and the I pro- think that's a really interesting thing because, you know, the, the communication skill that everybody has is spoken language, mm-hmm. right? And, and then the next one is written language. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have pretty good technology to translate um, you know, speech to text. And what that means is that, yeah, we can now start using our most native way to communicate in order to communicate with complicated automation systems. And I love the fact that, you know, this um, growth, this monumental growth in in AI, particularly generative AI, which is hugely computationally hungry, um, is driving yeah. a lot of the, the data centers like you were talking about and their power it, consumption. Indeed it is. And then along comes yeah. Vigilant and is saying, well, actually, we can use this this same technology to um, help reduce the, uh, well, help increase the efficiency of these data centers. Yeah. You were saying by as much as 20%. That's amazing. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, because see, wow. here's the thing in... Um, the more critical the data center, the more that they intentionally over-design it uh, so that it has a lot of excess capacity and a lot of redundancy. And then without a, um, a really effective automation system, what operators will do, uh, you know, even that 15-person team at that data center I described, mm-hmm. they'll often run and operate uh, you know, the data center with more machines than they need to, more airflow than they need to, more cooling and heat rejection than they need to, because, you know, the most important thing is that it's just up 24 by 7, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it creates an opportunity for uh, AI and machine learning and optimization to make a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a hard maths problem. So, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, um, it's hard to do hard math in real time, mm-hmm. you know, in your head. <laughs> People aren't good at that. Machines <laughs> are good at that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, AI, we, let's carry on talking about AI then because it's definitely not going away. Sure. Um, are you, do you plan on embedding it in, in other products that you do or kind of further in, you know, what's the roadmap for Vigilant in terms of helping with sustainability, um, you know, what's your product roadmap, whether or not it includes AI, but I'm also particularly interested to know whether you've got, you know, further planning this massive wave of uh, generative AI and, and large language models, et cetera. Yeah, good question. So 
you know, there's a huge amount of R&D that's gone into this technology in the last couple of decades, right? And so uh, one of the things that we're doing uh, is leveraging that technology to make, you know, to just simply improve the ability of our software to optimize uh, and to do things like detect problems that are hard to detect manually. Um, you know, the funny thing about, you know, the machine, this machinery in data centers that gets the heat out, you know, you can walk up to one of these machines and it might be, uh, you know, vibrating and making noise. And if you can stick your hand in the airstream, you'll feel air blowing behind. It might even feel cold, but it might be broken. It might not be working properly, in mm -hmm. which case um, it's both probably wasting energy and uh, posing a risk to that uh, uptime that is so critical, you know, uh, that 24 by 7 uptime that's necessary. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we're, uh, you know, leveraging the, you know, past two decades of R&D to continually make that optimization, that fault detection, that ability to peer into the data and see things that people can't see with their own eyes and ears um, and, and reveal it to our customers so that they can operate more effectively. And then uh, likewise, like I said, we are looking at clever ways to use uh, the generative large language models to make our product easier to use. So to uh, help people with tech support, uh, tech support in the product itself, you know, navigate the UI, uh, all those kind of things that, like I said, are, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. There, there is no standard for how you design a web app to, you know, I mean, all of these systems have like sensors and actuators, right? And there's no standard for how, how the web app allows you to move a sensor from one place to another inside a building. Mm -hmm. Every one of them is different. Um, but what large language models are going to give us the opportunity to do is just simply say, how do I move the sensor or maybe even move the sensor for me? Yeah. I mean, the possibilities of AI in every business is just almost, um, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, it could be to help with optimizing your code um, because, you know, they can right. do code. It could be to help yeah. make your code more accessible because obviously, you know, as part of our remit, we want to make sure that everything that is digital is as inclusive as possible as well. And that's a hard math problem or a hard UX and design problem too. Um, and there's right. lots of things that current technologies can't um, dig into and, and, you know, ascertain how inclusive they are, like JavaScript, for example, they, you know, there's no checking systems that can even touch JavaScript. So, you know, it, it's really yeah. difficult to know whether um, code works well, um, is, you know, mm -hmm. optimized for performance, but also for inclusion as well. And, you know, AI is going to be all over all of that. And while it's at it, it can, you know, create your your comms and your, you know, social media videos and right. your, you know, yeah. refresh your website with a different tone every six months or whatever it is you want to yeah. say, so, yeah, the sky's the limit. That's, that's really amazing. And you guys are obviously, you know, geared up for uh, practical applications of, of AI today and, you know, we'll be going forward as well. Anything else that you want to talk right. about before we wrap it up? Um, you know, anything we haven't kind of covered yet? Well, I'd just like to say thanks again for uh, the award. Uh, it's uh, really, like I said, it's um, 
it's at the core of who we are, sustainability. Uh, and I just really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the work on making technology accessible, I think is great. And it's good that, that you guys are, you know, really on top of that. Um, and honestly, I think that, uh, this AI revolution is going to help a lot with that, right? Uh, if you can speak to a computer instead of having to, you know, type and read and all that, it's obviously going to make, uh, you know, the accessibility to, uh, you know, automation systems mm -hmm. much more, you know, easy for, for folks. So. 100 um, i think that's all going to be great yeah. yeah i mean smart speakers have been revolutionary for people not just from you know a utility point of view but also ease of use and affordability mm -hmm. you know the the bar uh entry level to getting a smart speaker is you know very very low 20 30 dollars that sort of thing and they're so massively right. useful and you know you don't have to read a manual or anything like that and they you know can be can be incredibly useful and if you just expand that out to um, yeah. the sort of smarts that you have in the current crop of, uh, and future, you know, gens of, of generative AI, the, the sky's the limit yeah. and disabled people yeah. who would struggle with, you know, from a cognitive, maybe a motor or a vision point of view with, with more traditional UIs. Yeah. It's a really, really exciting time. Yeah. Fantastic. The other thing j just before we go that I think is it's, it's not quite the same thing, but like I said, all of these industrial and commercial automation systems are different and hard to use. Mm -hmm. And it's a barrier actually to getting new capabilities, uh, you know, into the market because, you know, operators resist their use. Mm -hmm. So I think that what AI is going to do by making it easier to use them, it's going to accelerate adoption. Uh, and um, just to give you an idea, um, you know, vigilant, if you if you took how much energy and carbon vigilant takes out of uh, you know the environment and extrapolate that to the whole of the industry that we're in, um, you know basically building automation whether that's data centers or commercial buildings, uh, because so much of the carbon emissions come from buildings and industrial systems and stuff like that. You know, you could reduce global carbon emissions by, you know, a material amount, maybe three to four percent of all of it, if you just had 100 percent adoption of technology like ours. And so I think that, you know, this AI revolution is going to help accelerate that adoption and move us towards the point where software based optimization is able to make really a material impact on environmental emissions worldwide. Absolutely. Do you see a time when, you know, there won't be any sysadmins or IT, you know, CTOs <laughs> because the, the <laughs> AI will be will be managing it all and uh, doing uh, a, a really good job? I don't see that. I don't see that happening soon. <laughs> uh, I mean, certainly there are some uh, some roles that are going to change dramatically. Um, but uh, but uh, but I think that. What it's going to do is sort of unblock uh, the usage of this technology, mm. right? It's just going to make it easier uh, and make people want to get it because the benefits are going to be there uh, and they're actually going to grow. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the cost, the cost to learn it and use it is going to go way down. Yeah. And hopefully implement it in the first place, too. Great. Right. right. 
Cliff, thank you so much indeed. Um, congratulations again. Keep up the brilliant work. Thank you, Robin. Really, really valuable. Um, try and think of some more ways that we can reduce global warming while you're at it, please. That would be brilliant. <laughs> we need all the <laughs> we'll help do. we can get. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Have a brilliant day. Okay, you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of the AbilityNet podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can make your websites and mobile apps more accessible, easier to use by all, and compliant with current legislation, you can speak with AbilityNet's accessibility experts. Just head over to www.abilitynet.org.uk slash accessibility hyphen services. Thanks again for tuning in and more hot discussions around accessibility will be coming soon.